was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Hello. It was rough, but we made it. <laughs> to the beer. <laughs> to the beer, to the beer, to the we beer, beer, beer. We really need to get you a new bottle opener. Yeah, working on it. It's almost Christmas. Yeah, it is almost Christmas. You cheap fuck. I, I'm i not a cheap fuck. I'm a poor fuck. There's a difference. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. Today we're doing, what episode? Season 2, episode 8? I forget your name. Remind me of your oh, name. Oh, right. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. I'm a bit Alzheimer-ish today. <laughs> no, apparently I am. Gorsh. <laughs> Uh, today's episode is called The Dark Age. Season 2, episode 8. I already said that. I missed it. Pay more attention. Get off As. the stage! <laughs> Wait, there's a stage in my apartment now? <laughs> this is news to me. There never wasn't a stage, Rex. Your life is one giant stage. I don't think it is. It's, it's if it staged. is, it's a boring fucking show. You are Truman. Your life is the Truman Show. I think the hour that we do this ridiculous podcast is about the most entertaining my week gets. I know, right? <laughs> That's why we keep coming back. We keep coming back. I wish you all could have been there for our sound check. <laughs> we established that Rex is, in fact, a goose fucker. No, no you are. Oh, right. <laughs> My the bad. other way around. I forgot I'm the gross one. <laughs> Josh, how about a mom synopsis? <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were such an old man. <laughs> Stepping out on your back porch to yell at the kids for throwing pebbles at the geese. Way to call back to our sound check. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> They're not going to hear our sound check. Don't say that to the editor. <laughs> you don't know what they're going to hear. I saved that sound check. Under goose fucking. Joshua, are you drunk? Yes. <laughs> You're quite the astute observer, mother. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't drunk. Giles was drunk for the episode. Is that where you're getting all of this nonsense from? No, is, actually. Is Buffy the Vampire Slayer turning you into an alcoholic, Joshua? No, Do you need help? Do you need to go to AA? Do you need Jesus? <laughs> Mom, I'm an atheist. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It's all over. You really don't believe in any of it, Joshua? I believe in demons. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> We're really off topic here. Well, that's, now that's what happens in the episode. Giles summons a demon, and we get to see... Coincidentally and ironically, the demons of his childhood. Yeah, it's, it's a Giles right. backstory episode. Hey, it is in fact a Giles backstory episode. You're welcome, Mom. <laughs> I raised a heathen. You sure did, Mom. Yep. <laughs> and you did it damn good through neglect. <laughs> well done. Took zero effort. <laughs> Cheers. Ding. Zero effort for that. I'm so glad the bottles didn't break just now. Yeah, that was a bit of a, a it, hard cheers. We needed to it was, make sure it was loud enough to get on mic. It, it was rather aggressive. Yes. Yes. Ripper gets rather you aggressive. Know, your mom's synopsis does bring up an important facet of doing this podcast. Uh, how Have you noticed how much your tolerance has gone up <laughs> from doing this podcast? My tolerance? Yeah, alcohol tolerance. Of alcohol? Yes. I've been all over the board for years, bro. Mine, mine's <laughs> gotten pretty high. I believe it. Like, when we started this, like, two beers would get me pretty solidly buzzed. Right, and, and we were just, we were drinking Oberon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week we bought, we saw this brown ale that's like 9.8%, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Expensive shit. Yeah. Oh man, twenty two bucks. <laughs> Sadly, not not worth it. I mean, it's not bad, ish, but it's not great. I'm not gonna buy it again. So when I was in college, like fifteen <laughs> years ago, I le- I legitimately stepped outside onto my back porch and yelled at a couple of kids for throwing pebbles at geese. <laughs> I was so pissed at them because I'm like, okay, so the geese are assholes, but you fuckers are taking out your anger on innocent animals. Like, <laughs> this, by the way, was the story that he was telling during the sound check. Nobody cares, Rex. Why are you explaining this? You thought the mom synopsis was over. Ha ha. Okay, yeah. Inception mom synopsis. <laughs> let's actually get to the fucking episode. It's a mom synopsis inside <sighs> of a mom synopsis. The entire episode is actually just a mom synopsis so, for another episode. Someday we're going to end up having a, a fucking podcast episode that is literally nothing but the goddamn mom synopsis. All right, all right, all right. Can't wait to hear Fred's message about that one. <laughs> we're doing that. Fred's Collins are going to be a thing. <laughs> He's probably up for it. I'm making it happen. Okay, Even okay, if I have okay. to hire a new Fred. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just find out. There's plenty of actors here in town. <laughs> I would never hire an actor from this town. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't give them my money. Okay, 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 okay. We're actually going to review the episode now. Okay. So the episode opens... You're not my real dad. Thank God. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're so unfocused, this one. I'm plenty focused, Rex. (laughs) On the wrong things. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give give, give me more! Nights I shall walk in 
Hold on. You've got something here, huh? <laughs> so we open up to with the school and some dude with a briefcase, like walking through the school, and we don't realize it. I didn't realize it was the school at first. And Scruffy the janitor. Yeah, <laughs> Scruffy the janitor <laughs> asks where Giles is, and the janitor doesn't say anything odd about the fact that this person is walking around the school after dark. Security after on this campus is fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking for a faculty member, huh? Yeah, he's right over there. And how the how the fuck does the janitor know where Giles is? Like his response <laughs> is very much of, "Oh, Giles is totally in the library right now." Yeah, I, I, how close is the janitorial staff exactly with the regular faculty of any given high school? I'm guessing not very. You know, we could actually ask Ben. He worked for a short brief time as a janitor in a high school. Hmm. Hey Ben, how do you uh how do you feel about this issue? He he's not actually here, Josh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know he's an asshole. It's okay, Ben. You can you can talk to me. I I want you to feel <sighs> open and comfortable in this new living environment. Josh, Ben is at work right now. He is not in the apartment. Do we need to up your meds You're hurting again? Ben's feelings. Do we need to up your meds again? You're hurting my feelings, Rex. I think we need to up your meds again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth time this week. Only the fourth? We really do need to up my meds. <laughs> okay, anyway. What'd you name the janitor? <laughs> Yanni. Yanni. Or no, Scruffy. Scruffy the Yanitor. They're, they're both references. Yanni the Yanitor is, uh, I don't remember what cartoon it's from. It was some weird 90s cartoon. Um, oh, no, 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 it's Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, okay. Yanni the Yanitor is from Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. And uh, Scruffy that the Janitor. That was a weird 90s cartoon. Yes, and Scruffy the Janitor is from Futurama, so I mashed the two ah. together. Yeah. A, a compound reference. Yes. Nice. Well done. <laughs> ah. Anyway, uh, as soon as the, the janitor tells the dude to go to the library, he's being followed by a zombie. Yes. And That's what this I is the moment too. where I realized I have been watching way too much Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot her in the head? He, he, yep. That <laughs> was my first thought. Pull out your knife. <laughs> Stab him. Right in the brain. Yeah, he was not prepared for no, this zombie attack. He at wasn't all. at all. So we we cut to the library where um, Buffy is celebrating the eighties the only way she knows how with a robicizing the <laughs> with a step exerciser and shitty club music and a two tone spandex leotard and Giles is just loving this musical choice. Yeah, it was actually legitimately awful music. Yes, he he rightfully protests the noise. Uh, I got I got a lot of quotes of the day out of the, out of this oh, yeah. episode. It's, so uh, Giles says, uh, "No, I know music. Music has notes. This is noise." <laughs> uh, and then she shuts it off, and he's like, uh, "Oh wait, no, no, no!" It's before she shuts it off, he's like. Excellent. You work on your muscle tone while my brain dribbles out of my ears. Yep. <laughs> and the whole point of this loud ass music is dude is at the door, pounding on the door, trying to get help. Yeah, it was a complete they don't red hear, herring. Yeah, they don't hear him. Uh, 
by the time Buffy turns off the music, the zombie is already killing him. Yep. And he's not even fighting back. He's no. just like, oh, no, I'm being strangled. Guess I'll like, keel over and die now. Like, I didn't really... Obviously, we didn't pick up on it yet in this, but this dude has a history with with Giles. Yeah. And, like, kind of a badass history. And Well, it he seems clearly like knew who Giles was. Right. And he, like, he seems... Like, he should know how to fight off a zombie with the history that they've given him. Like, I mean, maybe Ethan, because, you know... Punch, punch her, at least! Yeah, no, he he didn't even, like, you know, put his hand on her face to try and push her no. away or something. It was kind of sad. Um, but anyway, you know, yeah, I guess... Where, where's the classic, I'm going to grab your face and you're going to bite off my finger? Yeah. Like... Come on. I know, right? Okay, sure. It's 90s uh, TV and, you know, on cable and <laughs> they can't have it too graphic, but still. Grr. <laughs> anyway, so I guess it was good for her, too, because she turned into a puddle of goo afterwards. It, she did. Um, so they... Uh, With an effect that was way worse than it really should have been. <laughs> eh. It made me think of... Uh, the strange adventures of Alex Mack again. Well, you know, it's 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 right where Quark and Odo had their little fling, <laughs> so Oh great. Everybody's turning to goo on this promenade, I swear to God. They're not on the promenade though. At least it didn't appear so. Well, you can tell Odo that. Nah. <laughs> he is not in this episode. <laughs> uh you, yeah, so he, after he, he hasn't been in the last few episodes. No. Starting to get a little. Uh, I think they're saving him up for the next the next season. Getting a little quirk withdrawal here. Yeah, I think they're saving him up for the next season. Honestly. Huh. Uh, anyway, as soon as the zombie melts, dude's dead, and we go to opening credits. Yep. And Giles doesn't find him. I expected Giles to come out and find him after Buffy turned the yeah, music off. That, Didn't happen. What was up with that with that door in, in the school though? Like it. Yeah, an exterior door leading directly to the library. Yeah. I guess it was like a... Maybe a fire a, door? A fire exit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. An emergency exit. Anyway. How oh, the hell did he think he was going to get in that door anyway? How did he know that it went into the library? They well, generally they, don't label that it, it shit. It had a sign on it. Oh, did it? Yep. So I guess well, they did... Well, it said classrooms and slash library. So they did label that shit. Which, why would they? <laughs> anyway, opening sequence happens. And then Giles is having a weird dream. Oh, yeah. Wakes up on on his desk, startled. Or no, specifically, the desk is later. Wakes up from he's bad just dream. in bed. Yep, in bed. Yep. Way his, to ruin it, Rex. His bed looks really, really nice, though. Like, uh, it was kind of small, though. Like it. He's English. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious he had no intention of anybody else sleeping in that bed with him. And he he know he knows what he is. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> he's a very self aware librarian. Good for him. So, to the school, Buffy and Willow play a game of Anywhere But Here, in which they verbally illustrate their fantasies of where they'd rather be. Xander yep. pops in and says some sexist shit. Yep. Oh, I did note uh, the person that Buffy names is Gavin Rosdale. Okay. That's the the lead singer of Bush. So, she has pretty <laughs> decent taste in music in my eyes. Huh. Minus the music that she was playing in the very beginning of the episode. I don't recall disliking Bush. So, cool. That's my 90s roots there. So, then they start making fun of Giles and how nerdy he is. Yep. 
Like, because they don't think he would ever want to be anywhere but school. They joke about even his diapers were tweed. Yep. And even it, and when they run into him only seconds later, <laughs> she's like, hey, is that tweed? He's, uh, yes. <laughs> duh. <laughs> like, he practically said duh. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. They do the rundown of what they're going to be doing tonight, and apparently there's some blood drive delivery thing to the hospital. Yeah. For a month's supply of blood, and excuse me, but later you see the cooler of blood, and it is not enough for a month's supply of blood. It is not a month's supply whatsoever. Unless, maybe no one actually goes to the hospital to get healed, because they all just get killed. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I I got a quote of the day. A lot of my quotes of the day aren't that great. I just, I decided to be better about notating my quotes of the day, so I'm just going to have a lot of little ones. Uh, it's it's the Have I Ever Let You Down speech. Is that yep. the one you let, got? Let me, yep, let me do that one. Okay. So, Giles says to Buffy, you know, don't be late, and Buffy responds with, have I ever let you down? And he says, want me to answer that or just glare? Calendar pops in and cleverly informs Xander he's falling behind in his computer classes and must show up on an extra Saturday with Cordelia, where Willow will be helping for extra credit. Whoa, man. I just changed gears with beer, and that is jarring. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) Up in his game over there. Yeah, I I started drinking the higher alcohol content one, and that... That tastes very different than the other one we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even see what the alcohol content on this. Oh, it's only 5.4. I dare say it's nearly unpalatable. With the, the nine? With the heavy one, yeah. Nearly. <laughs> but I like darker beers than you do. How can it be nearly unpalatable? <laughs> see what I did there? Yes. Well done. Well played. Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. Snape. Snape. Severus no. Snape. No. <laughs> no. Run. Ron Weasley. Stop it. <laughs> this is not a Harry Potter podcast. <sighs> Why can't it be? Because I don't like Harry Potter. Ron. Now I've just lost. I've just lost Ron so many fans. Weasley. <laughs> Hermione. With the assumption that I have Hermione. fans. You're just unwittingly playing the part of Harry Potter over there, by the yeah, way. Yeah, fuck you. It's I'm working out you. really well. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, anyway. I'm gonna get sued. <laughs> What's Dude, I, don't think, I don't think you can get sued for that. I don't uh, think it's copyrighted. Yeah, never know. So anyway, Miss Calendar and Giles walk off. <laughs> we get a great little bit at the end of this scene where Willow says, can't you just imagine them getting together? And then all their faces <laughs> slowly turn to a grimace Lung in pause. Oh, man. The looks on their faces is just lovely. I knew you couldn't let me finish the sentence. Sorry. So, classroom doorway. Cal and uh, uh, Giles uh, are setting up a date. They're talking about a book as they walk to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful bit where she's talking about this book that, that Giles loaned her. And talking about dog-earing pages and underlying shit in the book. 
And Giles is very noticeably disturbed because it is a first edition <laughs> print book. It's it's first edition. He looked like he was going to cry. <laughs> I want to note here that I empathize with Giles because nothing pisses me off more than if I loan someone books and they fucking dog ear pages and shit. Right. I, I have banned people from borrowing my books solely because of that. Oh, man, I'm right there with you. That shit pisses me off so hard. I, I don't believe you. Man, I'm thinking about how hard that pisses me off right now. <laughs> God damn. My mental stress levels are really high. Like, catastrophic. I don't believe a word They're you're saying right now. Catastrophic right now. I don't now. believe a word you're saying right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm just cat- trying to find an excuse. I'm just okay. trying to find an excuse <laughs> to put the word cat in the title of the episode. <laughs> Turns out we get a lot more downloads when people think the episode is about cats. Right? Who knew? Yeah. What's going on with that? <laughs> so I'm just going to make some cat noises. <laughs> so this episode is about having sex with geese and cat noises. Who's a kitty? Who's a kitty? <laughs> Come on, Rex. Who's a kitty? It's not me. I'm not a cat. Okay, well, then what the fuck? <laughs> fuck are we even doing here we're so, supposed to be talking about buffy <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so what's the last thing that happened they're talking about books dog ears and they're setting she, up a date she likes to make giles squirm and he's like oh would you would like to go out on saturday and she's like oh no honey <laughs> i think i'd like to stay in and we're all like oh Sex and she. The scene ends with maybe I can make you squirm. <laughs> yeah. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> I'm totally having intercourse <laughs> with a woman. <laughs> she teaches computers. I don't even know what a computer is. It's pretty groovy. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) That was a good one. So, Giles heads to the library and ends up uh, getting stopped by some police who are questioning him about the dead dude because he had Giles' name and address Uh written on a card. And they take him to the morgue uh, before uh, Cordy coming into the library and... And just being Cordy. Just dumbs it up. Right the fuck up. So it turns out that Giles did know the dead guy. And very specifically has a special tattoo on his arm that we later find out that Giles also has. Oh, yeah. I got... (laughs) While Cordy was in there, I did get one of her lines. Oh, you did? I didn't think I got any of her lines. As soon as she sees the cops in there, <laughs> she has absolutely no concept of gravity of a situation. No. Nope. Just shoves Giles out of the way and she's like, can you help me out with a ticket? It's totally bogus. I was on a one-way street and I was going one way. Aha! Aha! She should really be like a one-liner stand-up comedian. Yeah. Honestly, she's, she's good at those. She is. That's a what's what's the one guy with the with the tie? Rodney no, Dangerfield. Rodney, da- that's totally a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Say, like, I was going one way. Ah. 
That's a terrible Rodney Dangerfield impression. Awful. Why did you do that, Rex? I didn't. So they're in the morgue. I don't do the impressions here. That's why you're so terrible at them. <laughs> Christ. Someday maybe I'll get the, the guts to actually fucking try one. Yeah, we'll see about that. Pro- probably not. So morgue guy is like, have you had your breakfast yet? Giles is like, <laughs> uh, no. It probably a good idea. Hey, and the body's not that bad. Rodney Dangerfield is in this whole fucking episode. He so, is. <laughs> anyway, we no establish respect. that it was an old friend of Giles's from England. He hasn't spoken yep. to him in twenty years. He has no idea what in the fuck he could possibly be doing there. And the only thing it seems like he's probably lying about is knowing what the tattoo is. So then we cut back to the park or we cut to a parking garage where Buffy's waiting for their yep. this shipment of blood. And she's concerned because Giles is not there. Yeah. Otherwise, this whole scene is just a complete fucking waste of time and a red herring. Yeah. Uh, they she stops a couple of vampires from taking the blood. Angel shows up. Uh-huh. I think it's just to remind us that Angel still exists. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Angel exists. Uh, also, we just need an excuse for Buffy to run off and check on Giles. Yep. So she's concerned. She goes to Giles' house. Um, his apartment looks like a really nice fucking apartment. As I would expect of Giles. Way better than a lot of places that I've lived in. Yeah. So, uh, uh, worried Buffy is worried. Uh, harried Giles is harried. He and tells- drunk. And drunk, yes. And we see him drinking even more. Drunk Giles is my favorite Giles. <laughs> drunk Giles is not that entertaining. Meh. Not really. Welcome to Drunkland, Giles. We love you. Yes. Welcome to our side <laughs> of the street. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, he's on the phone trying to contact the woman that we already know to be the zombie chick from yep. the beginning of the episode. It's It's... It's not stated, but it's hinted well. Right. Well, he uses her name. Yep. Uh, Deidre or something. And because the dude in the beginning said her name. So oh, that's, I didn't catch. I didn't yeah. catch him. So we, we knew if you were if you were paying attention, Rex, <laughs> that it was the same person. <laughs> so uh, he finds out she's dead, and it was relatively recent. Yep. That's when he takes a big gulp of whiskey, and we know for a fact that he has joined us on the dark side. And he's a whiskey man. Yes. Extra respect. You know what? You know what, though? I am not the least bit surprised for an educated English gentleman to be a whiskey drinker. You know, it might have even been scotch. Probably. A daily, daily, no. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) That's... I just offended the Irish and the Scottish. <laughs> In one go. Fuck. And we have Irish li- listeners, goddammit. Well, they downloaded 12 episodes, and I'm not sure that really <laughs> They can. probably stopped the moment <laughs> they, they heard your stopped, fucking accent. Probably stopped on the first time I said a diddly diddly do. <laughs> um, anyway, the only people left alive are him and Ethan, who we will remember from the fucking Halloween episode. Yes. Where things happened that were just neat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I really loved the moment where Giles, he gets off the phone. He takes a swig of whiskey. 
and he scratches a name off of a list and the only two names left are him and Ethan and I'm like oh fuck what is going on and the five five names on the list total yeah the first three people are dead yes only two remain it's Giles and Ethan I I have I I have a point to bring up here that I find particularly odd about Giles. Okay. The way he described the situation, because later on he gives an, a description of what's going on, you know, to spoil it and jump ahead a little bit. He mentions how one person died back in the day. Yeah. My question is, is one of those people who died back in the day on this list? And why would he have written down their name and then crossed their name off? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I kind of wondered the same thing. I just assumed that maybe he wrote the list of that night while he was thinking about the the whole issue. Possible. And mulling it all over in his head. I think that's the conclusion I came to anyway. Anyway, so this is where he rolls up his sleeves, revealing that he's got the same tattoo. Yep. And... The eye of something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, Did you find it yet? No, I'll find it eventually. Because they, they say it a lot in the last half of the episode. Yeah, they do. It's the eye of the Giles, and it's the crook of his elbow. <laughs> God damn it. And oh, that song's going to be stuck in my head for a week now. And he's up on the Ethan in the library. <laughs> anyway. He's on a date with Calendar, and Buffy's alone at the hospital with the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a stretch. And the blood cooler. Do, <laughs> do, do, do. do you think Angel actually bum, bum, took bum. that blood into the hospital? No. Did <laughs> he you, took that shit home, did right? Did you see the look on his face? He was only there for the blood. Are you kidding right. me? <laughs> he took that shit He's home. Like, Buffy, what are you doing here? She's like, what are you doing here? Uh, I could ask you the same it's question. It's practically like she went to go... like attack a dealer and and he's like <laughs> yes what are you doing here buffy <laughs> even the guy in the car was like hey you don't try the stash oh jesus like he's still a vampire yeah he needs the blood and obviously like human blood would be better for him than pig's blood yeah like, uh, that's why they hunt humans. And they also established <laughs> that he keeps blood in his fridge. Yes. The one time we saw him in his There's apartment. no way he turned that back into the Absolutely hospital. no way. The look on his <laughs> face, I didn't, I didn't believe it for a second. No. He was like, sure. Okay, buff. So the next day, Saturday, Calendar, Cordy, Xander, and Willow all at school. It's kind of a funny bit. They they're in the the oh wait but first they oh. they cut to the morgue and oh right so the dead guy wakes up he throws the lab tech into the cooler yep and uh, we don't even hear him banging on the inside of the cooler or no. screaming or anything and I'm like wait I you have to be able to open those up from the inside because clearly he did to get out yeah hmm I whatever. This show has a, a loose grasp of logic. Bullshit plot hole. <laughs> Not important. Exactly. So so next day at the school. Now we're in the school. They're into the library. They had some banter before this, but none of it really stuck out to well, me. Well, they're, do they're doing the computer catch-up session that they established earlier they were yep. going to do, which weirdly is just Xander, Willow, and Cordelia. Aren't there other it, students that are falling behind? It's obvious they just needed to have them there. It was such... This... 
fucking episode is so full of red herring bullshit excuses. There was a funny line here from Xander, though, because Buffy walks into the computer lab and he goes, what, am I asleep already? (laughs) (laughs) I I thoroughly enjoyed their conversation on the way into the room, at least. Xander's like, uh, when are we going to need computers for real life anyway? Miss Callender's like, hmm, let's see. There's home, school, work, games. And Xander's like, you know, computers are on their way out. I think paper's going to make a big comeback. <laughs> and Will is like, and the abacus. Yeah, you don't see enough abacai. <laughs> Fucking abacai. And then so, Buffy shows up immediately. Yeah, Buffy d- decides that she's going to call Giles. Why she didn't do and that I, already? I thought she was going to like pull Miss Calendar aside and try to get a little bit of privacy. No, nope. she just splurges everything right in front of everybody. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Buff- They're not even trying. Buffy does not have much tact. She's never had much tact. She's kind of like me because I have no tact. You're just like the Slayer Rex. No, no. I- in every way. Mostly the tits. I don't have tits. Like and the ass. And I the, don't know what my ass looks like. And the long blonde flowing hair. Again, not true. And how much have you drank tonight? Do you have any idea how much Xander wants to bang you, Rex? I don't think he even any knows Any idea exists. whatsoever. Yes. Xander, tell me again what you what you said this morning. <laughs> yep. That's he wants to fuck you. Again. More meds. I'm writing. I'm writing that down <laughs> right now. There. I. We're getting you more you meds in the morning. Write anything. It's he, called pantomime. Everybody. He literally just scratched his fucking fingernails against it's the paper. Pantomime, you it's called Foley. You douchebag. Anyway. <laughs> hey, got your steak. So she goes into the library to call <laughs> call Giles, and Ethan is there for some reason in the library, attempts to kill her poorly. Poor, very poorly. <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh my god. Is it me, or does the library seem... This scene made the library seem a lot deeper than I ever thought it was. They've hinted that there were, like, stacks in the back yeah. that you didn't see. Yeah, like in the Nightmare episode, Giles's nightmare was that he would get lost in the stacks. And I'm like, there's, like, two rows of books against the wall. What's the big fucking deal? Yeah, and they, they've but hinted that there's more library that Apparently they just it's show. pretty fucking deep up in there. That's <laughs> it's deep up in there. Yeah, that's what she said. That hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wondering when that laugh would come. Hey, hey, boo, boo. So this is when Buffy learns that Ethan and Giles knew each other, and there's a history. She recognizes him from the Halloween episode. Yeah, uh, but more importantly, though, Buffy clocks Ethan here, and she had to have really fucking pulled her punch. Yeah, <laughs> because. He doesn't fall over. Because he's still standing. <laughs> yeah. And conscious. And has a working jaw. You know, I decided this episode that the actor that plays Ethan Rains is really bad at vocalizing uh, fake expressions of pain. Because we hear it from him a few times this episode. Yeah. None of it's particularly convincing. I don't like the actor for him at all. I He's not... He doesn't have a tone that I would want a foil for Giles to have. Yeah. Well, like, 
I mean, vocally, he sounds almost exactly like Giles, which is off-putting for starters. Yeah. I don't think that works. No. For for a foil like this, there needs to be kind of complementary, but also dissonance between the two. I feel like it could have worked... Like, it kind of reminds me of the relationship between uh, Dexter and his brother in the first season of Dexter. Just to make a comparison here for anybody who's actually seen that. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. It would work if we felt any kind of fear from Ethan. Right. But he's clearly just an incompetent twit. There's no menace to him at all. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, the first time we saw any confrontation between Giles and Ethan, Giles put him on his ass. Every time Giles (laughs) sees him, he walks right up to him and he's like, look, motherfucker, I'm about to crawl up your ass and I'm about to close the door behind me and fuck up your shit. Yeah. And he does. And you can tell that Ethan believes him. (laughs) Well, he knows it going into it. And it's like he relishes it. Yeah. It's it's a weird relationship. I don't like the character, and I don't think the actor pulls it off very well. No, it just doesn't... Something about it just doesn't really work. Exactly. And whatever. It's, It's fun to see that side of Giles... At least. Oh yeah, that that's the entire purpose of and it, and that's that's the whole point. Um, I guess at this moment, the zombie that came out of the morgue uh, busts through a window. Yeah, and then everybody appears in the library suddenly. Suddenly, uh, literally, not just not just Cordy, Xander, Willow, and Miss Calendar, but also Giles shows up. Right. He well, he finally fucking comes out of hiding because. You know, something's wrong yeah. or something. Well, who was in there when the zombie broke in? Uh, just Buffy and Ethan. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the Scooby... Fight- well, the Scooby gang helps out because they yeah. kind of... They keep Ethan from running off. Yeah. They they trip Ethan and it, leave, it frees up Buffy to throw the zombie dude in the cage. Cordy actually at one point is like, I tripped him. <laughs> yeah. Kind of mirroring earlier in the series when Giles is, or when Xander's like, I punched that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same thing. Throw, yeah. Throws him into the cage that has all the weapons and the like special books. Uh-huh. This, uh, Giles gets to be a bit menacing towards Rupert. Uh-huh. I like this bit because everyone else got to see him. Do it. And I don't know. Did you notice Miss Calendar's face when Giles went all like hardcore? I really only remember uh, Cordelia being like, why is he calling him Ripper? Oh, and I was like, really? That explains it because he grabbed the a tuft of 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 Ethan's hair. Yeah. I'm like, he looks like he's about to make out with him a little bit. Come on. But- Pull, pulls him up to his feet and is, you know. Has the badass Giles tone. But if you want to threaten somebody, you don't grab the back of their head's hair. That's no. how you turn somebody on. If you <laughs> if you want to threaten them, you grab the top of their hair and you fucking wrench it so that it hurts. That's just, how you just so you listeners know, Josh really does know the difference. Not that I know. <laughs> you totally know the difference. I've never done that. Sure. To anybody. I Including geese. <laughs> now I have to kill all of you. <laughs> so if you could all, all re- like 
hundred people that listen to this podcast. If you could all report to my office. <laughs> I mean, call and make an appointment first. And uh, we'll just, we'll take Do care of it. Do we have of, to reopen the hotline? We'll take care of it really quickly. There's no hotline, Rex. <laughs> Come on. There's no, there's no hotline at 1-800-555-5555. <laughs> One two three four six seven eight nine ten eleven. That's way too many numbers. One eight hundred Wolverine, Doctor Wolverine. I don't know why Wolverine has anything to do with this. No idea. Hmm. What's the actor's name that plays Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. What are you doing in my podcast, Hugh Jackman? You know what's funny about the name Hugh Jackman? He's kind of a huge jacked man. Hugh. I no, I I hear you, and God. I'm pretty upset as well. <laughs> All right, Hugh, get you go, you go chat with Ben. None of these people are in the room, <laughs> and you're making fun of my fake writing. Are you in love with my insides? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Drew. Drew is not even in this episode. I know, Drew. I'm pretty upset too. Oh my god, he's a very upsetting man. If you could, do I call need to give you that, some of my Adderall to keep you focused? That's all you had to say. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, can we keep this focused, Rex? Where were we? The zombie breaks out of the book closet cage thing, where Giles keeps his porn. You're so unfocused. <laughs> that's, that's why you need Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You, you mean you, you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. The zombie dies and melts. Yep. And. T- the ooze touches Miss Calendar, who has been knocked unconscious. Uh, yep. And you would think that both uh, Giles and Ethan would understand what is happening with this demon that they have a long history with and would know that the demon is in the unconscious form of Miss Calendar. You would think somebody might have noticed. But no one did. You would think Shredder would have run in and been like, Toka and Razor. So Giles takes Miss Calendar away. The ooze. Yeah. I, I Secret know. of the ooze. I, I was ignoring it. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> Thank God that counts as a cover. We can't be sued for it. <laughs> Whatever, his career's fucking dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, he he remodels houses now. <laughs> you know what, Vanilla Ice? If you want a leg up, you come on over. Yeah, we'll put you on the show. Yeah, we got you. We got you, boss. <laughs> Just. Just make us make us a really lame '90s rap for our podcast, and you can be right on the show. You know, if you want to we, uh, launch your career, get your career going on a good start. You can again. work with our composer, <laughs> and anything you do is subject to change for quality control purposes. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, Giles takes Miss Calendar home. 
tells Buffy to stay out of it. It's none of her business. The moment they're out the fucking door, Buffy's like, time to fix this problem. Time to absolutely not do anything Giles told us to do. Exactly. And you know what? Good on her. Yeah, seriously, though. Again, for the millionth fucking time. He was being a real dick. A real dick. We get a great line from Xander here. Oh. Uh, Buffy says to Willow to... You know, find out what the tattoo is, you know, and looks to to Xander and goes, do you feel okay about digging through Giles's personal files? (laughs) And he says, I feel pretty good about it. Does that make me a sociopath? (laughs) And I, I wanted to mention here. I think I've literally heard you say this line before. Oh, me personally? Yes, you personally. Yeah. Uh, I think I said it just yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Am I a sociopath? But this was a very Josh line, I thought. Hmm. Or was Josh having a very Xander moment? Hmm. Have you had a lot of Xander moments? I hope not. So, (laughs) uh, we we skipped a Cordy line that I liked. Uh, When when the dead dude turned into goo, she was like, I'm going to need therapy until I'm 30. And I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) It doesn't stop at 30. No. (laughs) Uh, so we get some, the, we get some background on what's going on finally. Oh, and Cordy's like, all like, I want to help. I care about Giles too. (laughs) We'll go work with Xander. Well, I mean, when I said I care, and then stomps off like a toddler and she's like, okay, fine. It was a good Cordy moment. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good Cordy moments in this episode. Actually. Yeah. She was a, she was fun times. Yes. Um, so we do, this is when we get the backstory of exactly what's going on, because Buffy goes to talk to Giles. And what is going on is that when Giles was in college, he left school and got into the dark arts, and him and several of his buddies would take turns summoning this demon. Uh-huh. I don't know. They just got off yeah, on it. I guess. Like, just the, well, because... You know, they would all take turns being the possessed one. Yep. And apparently there was euphoria involved. Yeah. And they did this until one of them died. Yeah. The demon took holds harder than they expected, and they were unable to... Exercise him. They were unable to exercise the demon, and... The house was not clear. (laughs) (laughs) I need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) So... So, yeah, so some shit goes down. Calendar turns into the zombie demon. Yep. But but Calendar's still alive. Yep. Because she was only unconscious when she got possessed. And uh, she looks she looks a bit rough. She's a little worse for wear. A little worse for wear. Uh, Buffy shows up, fights her, doesn't kill her. Calendar runs away, jumps through a... Uh, jumps out a window. Yep. So then Buffy runs off to find Ethan and save Miss Calendar... Uh, we see Giles in a much more compromised light than we normally do. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's very humanizing yeah. to see him this way. Anthony Stewart had here in this this whole episode, I think, adds a layer to the character that we've. Yeah, motherfucker got chops. Oh God, yes. And motherf- I mean, we've discussed that before. You put that but- man in a paper bag. He can act his way out of it. Yes. It's very impressive. You know what? He can act his way out of a sealed paper bag. Oh, yeah. Like, staple that shit closed, (laughs) he can still get out. With the receipt on it and everything. Yep. (laughs) And your your Chinese food will even still be sealed in its packaging. Yeah. 
and he'll be he'll be all of a sudden there holding the bag for you. He may have eaten the fortune cookie, of course, but he will read the fortune to you in a British accent. And you know what? That's really all we want in life. That's even better, frankly. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I would hand British a British person my fortune cookie if they read it to me. Yeah. Read this to me. I'll pay you with a fortune cookie. <laughs> Hopefully they're the good fortune cookies. Some Sometimes they're just like a, a weird, shitty lemon cookie that's just awful. You may or may not shower tomorrow. I, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's less of a fortune. That's not, not really what I was expecting. Thanks, guys. Um, we get a good bit of assertive willow here because... Her and uh, Xander and Cordy are still in library researching when all this shit with Miss Calendar and everything is going down. Oh, yeah. Talk about some fucking romantic tension between Cordy and Xander. Like, they, their animosity towards each other is, in this scene particular, growing into something different. I found their argument very unconvincing. Yeah. Yeah. They were obviously fighting each other to fight each other. And I don't know if you noticed, but when they got up and, like, stormed at each other, they were literally within inches of actually, like, just making out. Their their mouths kept, you know, taking that angle where it would look like they were about to kiss. And it was like, oh, shit. I was seriously almost expecting the, the, <laughs> yeah. the trope of, like, two people yelling at each other and all of a sudden they stop, long pause, make out. Yeah. But, no, that, Assertive Willow broke it up. That would have been a great spot for that, though. It would have. But Assertive Willow, like, jumps up and just rips into them, and they're like, yes, ma'am. Well, and honestly, her performance I didn't find very convincing either. I don't think it's that it wasn't intended to be a convincing argument so much as I think they just filmed the scene in a rush because the way Willow pointed when she was like, you can just get out of my library, and her point was it was a couple of beats off there's it's something about a well-timed point or a you know a desk pound i guess it's probably just something i'm not apt to notice because i i don't know acting as well for instance it's the difference between get the fuck out of my apartment and get the fuck out of my apartment okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense also this is my fucking apartment just so you know now get the fuck out <laughs> I don't have anything to pound on. All right, maybe next time. The only thing I have to pound on is the tray that has my beer on it. I don't want to spill any beer. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. So Buffy runs into Ethan's shop and falls for... Oh, yes, we're doing a podcast. The Stupidest <laughs> fucking rookie trick that ever happened. Oh God, yes. And he's like, uh, after you, ladies first. And then he just clobbers her over the head and ties her up. Yep. For fuck's sake. And she gets tied to a table. He tattoos her. And then melts his tattoo off with acid. And this was one of those moments where I did not find his screaming convincing. No. At all. He was like, ah. Oh, Oh, and I'm like, you oh. just poured acid on your tattoo, like, motherfucker. His, his his pain was like, I'm getting into a hot tub. Ooh, ee, ah, ah, ee, ooh. Exactly. 
Ace Ventura with the fucking spears in the legs. More convincing than this. Right? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's in the bone. It's in the it's bone. It's in the bone. <laughs> anyway. And of course, of course, there is a screw driven through the table that Buffy is laying on. Oh, of course, yeah. In the exact right position for her to use it to cut the rope that... Ethan, you're a dumbass for not noticing that one. Right. Well, she was tied super loose, too. Yeah. Also, unless there was a bar blocking her wrist, it looked like she could have just slid right off the table. And it didn't look like there was any sort of bar. No. And then this is when Miss Calendar shows up, and Miss Calendar is looking a little worse for wear. Yeah. (laughs) Someone needs a skin treatment. Someone needs to look into a blackhead (laughs) remover. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Time to see a dermatologist. Ew. (laughs) That's okay. The fight is... (laughs) We still love you, Jenny. Yeah. The fight is just... eh. Oh, yeah. The fight, I was like, oh, thank God, I can take a break. Uh, During the previous scene in the library, uh, Willow got a brilliant idea and they ran off screen. Uh, They show up at Ethan's, how they knew that, how they knew that Buffy and Miss Calendar was at Ethan's, I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's one of those magical uh, Willow and Xander show up moments. Yep. And they brought Angel. Angel shows up, absorbs the demon. Uh, just from strangling him a little bit, and then proceeds to completely T-1000 out on them. Yes. It's like, if you don't know what I mean, and you haven't seen Terminator 2, go watch Terminator 2. Or at least Google Terminator 2 T-1000 death scene. Yep. And you'll see where he just morphs into all these different faces as he dies in this molten lava. Yeah. And and it was kind of like that. The ending here of how they beat the demon is kind of a weird cop-out. Yeah. And it felt very like, I guess we should put Angel in this episode somehow. They explained it. A, well, it kind of made sense because Angel's already possessed by a demon. And dead. And dead. And the trick was, is if Angel put the demon in enough in enough uh, fear for their life, in enough danger, then the demon would jump body to the nearest dead person, who is Angel, and there's already a demon there, and that demon basically ate the other demon, I guess? Uh, sure. Or exercised it effectively. I imagine if anyone knows how to exercise a demon, it's probably a demon. That's actually a good point. Right? Huh. You know, we should ask Sam and Dean, see what they have to say. Yes. Hey, Sam. They're, God damn it. What are you thinking? They're not here, Josh. Yeah, I know. Dean's moody. It's He's always <sighs> moody, man. They're not here. Just calm down. You're talking to empty space in the room. He's upsetting me too, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll talk to you after. <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> So anyway, the closing scene is at the school. I'm in the middle of a show. God. The closing scene is at the school. Bullshit wrap up. Yeah, I mean there was there was a bit of a funny bit between Giles and Miss Calendar here. Funny? I I thought it was amusing because she's like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm not running around with wind in my hair, the hills are alive with the sound of music, fine, but I'm fine. Mm-hmm. 
and that made me write down, I don't think I've ever been running around with the wind in my hair and the hills are alive with the sound of music sort of fine. The sound of music, yeah. I've never been that good. (laughs) But I guess you've never had a truly manic episode then. I guess. (laughs) But Miss Calendar's obviously a bit off from being possessed. She just needs some time to recuperate. I don't recall. I mean, obviously they don't end up together permanently, but I hope this isn't why they don't stay together. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. Because that doesn't seem fair to Giles, honestly. It wasn't his fault. Well, it kind of was. Yeah, okay, yes. Not recently, though. (laughs) Yeah, not recently. Um, But, I mean, there's no... He had no reason to believe that his past would come back and hurt her. Yeah. Like, they thought the demon was dealt with years and years ago. Right. So, I mean... It's not directly his fault at this moment. Yeah, it's not like he was being actively irresponsible after the fact. Exactly. With the demon thing. And she... It's not like he got AIDS and then ran around banging everything that he could see. Right. Um, Or everything that moved. Banging all the geese. All the geese. Giving all the geese AIDS. <sighs> you dirty, limey. <laughs> you goose fucker. Is he a li- is- yeah, that's what the British are. They're limeys. Are they? Yeah. And we're Yankees. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Gerarg? Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk in Hold on. You've got something here, huh? I mean, what is up with this show and the really lackluster wrap-ups? I don't know. The the episodes they, that I'm, are solidly um, season arc episodes wrap up fine. But the Creature of the Week ones like this, the wrap-up is always really quick and dirty and just kind of, I guess we'll do this. We don't really know where we're going with it. You know, I uh, at least they're trying to do more with their Creature... Uh, it didn't feel so much like a Monster of the Week episode, but now that you mention it, that is exactly what it was. But they're at least mixing some backstory into it. Right, and it's the same kind of thing with the episode with Ford and the vampires and everything. We got a little bit of characterization with Angel with that. Yeah. And so they're... they're They're changing up their formula. Exactly. They're doing a lot better with the Creature of the Week because they're actually giving us more substance to it, but they still got to work on their wrap-up. Yeah. It was... There was nothing even of note. Like, Buffy is... Buffy and Giles were like, hey, it's kind of weird. Buffy's like, it's kind of weird to think of you as a person now. And he's like, I know, right? Now let's go listen to your bad music that's yeah. actually noise or something. Oh, call back to the beginning of the episode. That's yep. substantial. And then this episode was over. Yeah. So I I don't know. To answer your question, what is in fact up with these lackluster wrap-ups? Yeah. Speaking of lackluster <laughs> wrap-ups... Um, did you have... What was your quote of the we day? We shall the provide co- you with quote our... Of the day. We shall provide you with our own lackluster <laughs> yes. wrap-ups. And a quote of the day. Yes. For funsies. So my quote of the day... I guess this is a Buffy-Xander tandem quote because 
it really it takes both to make it. So Buffy says, Xander, how do you feel about digging through some of Giles's personal files and seeing what you can find? Xander says, I feel pretty good about it. Does that make me a sociopath? I'm going to pick that too. <laughs> because, I mean, it's... Honestly, it's one of the better delivered lines in the, in the episode. All right, fine. <laughs> if you're going to choose that one... Uh, come, we can pick the same quote. Then I'm going to choose Ethan's line. Buffy says to him, what are you doing here? He says, snooping around. And she says, honesty, nice touch. And he says, it's one of my virtues. <laughs> Not really. That's a pretty good line. There we go. That's my quote of the day. Excellent. Because that's how hard it is to not choose the same quote of the day as your co-host. How'd you feel about the episode overall? Meh. Yeah. Yeah. It was very meh. It was a meh episode. I only wrote like three pages of notes. Normally, I'm four and a half, five. Right. A lot of a lot of the notes for were like one or two lines for the scene, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, other than you know, getting the satisfaction of revisiting uh, what they set up in the Halloween episode and getting a little more of Giles's backstory. We've stepped back on his relationship with Calendar. Yep. I don't feel like it's really progressed any. We didn't really... They're not a couple yet. That's one thing that's interesting about this episode is they're not a couple yet. Still. They have definitely not consummated the relationship. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, it's a meh episode. Everything else was... Everything just felt like a red herring set up to make the dominoes fall towards... Yep. Nothing in particular. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, so that's how I liked the episode. No, Dean, Sam is... God, Sam's pretty pissed at you. I can't talk right now. So... uh, Stop bringing Supernatural into this Buffy podcast. Why? So don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. (laughs) Uh, Visit us at beerwithbuffy.com. Especially on Facebook and Twitter. And as always, thanks to Benjamin Alexander, our awesome composer. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. done why are we watching this <laughs>